0: Warning, by listening to the conversations on this podcast, you will begin to live the intrepid way. Life is short and moving fast. Only we can show you how to fully integrate a new business mindset coupled with a lifestyle design that will equip you with a new approach to overcoming and in fact, thriving on the daily grind of life. And now, here is your host, Todd Schnick.
1: Good morning and welcome back to the Intrepid Way podcast. I am your host, Todd Schnick. I am very, very much looking forward to today's conversation. It's a really interesting organization, been around for several years now, got a great story, doing some great work. And I'm looking forward to the conversation really for three reasons. It is a really cool boutique company doing some intriguing work, making a, an outstanding product that we're going to get into. They exemplify a true spirit of hard work. And that was the main gist of why I wanted to have them on the show today. We're going to get into that and why that's relevant, why that's important. They also have just recently started doing business in my home state of Illinois, and that has me very, very excited. And I wanted to be sure to shout from the rafters and alert all my neighbors about this great news. And finally, I am lucky to be joined by a very good friend of mine, a gentleman who I have broadcast for many, many years with on this show. And and in fact, I believe he's very tight with this company. And in fact, I think he's the one that brought them to my attention several years ago. So say hello to my co-host, Tony Bengrove. Tony, hello, my friend.
2: Hey, Todd. It's good to be back with you.
1: Always good to spend time with you, Tony. I appreciate me Thank you publicly for introducing me to today's guest's <laughs> Several years ago, they do some great work. Got a great story. I'm looking forward to the conversation. All right, so let's get to it. Let's welcome our guests. We're joined today by Jack and Peter Baker. They are partners and co-founders with Litchfield Distillery. Jack, Peter, gentlemen, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Todd. Thanks for
1: having us. It's our pleasure. I appreciate you making time to join us. Jack, let me lead off with you and, and uh, tell the story of Litchfield Distillery. Let's, give us an overview of the organization. Give us that 10,000-foot view of what you guys are all about.
4: Well, about six years ago, we were looking at other ventures we could get into to work with our brothers. You know we grew up in the bottled water industry, and we've been in the beverage industry our, our careers. and we're just looking at different uh, beverage segments to see what looked exciting and interesting and new. And uh, we had seen the craft breweries do a really good job, and saw the craft distilleries just starting to get some recognition. And we felt with our skill sets from the beverage industry, and our passion for all things fine in life, that it would be a, a fun project for the three of us to do together at this stage.
1: Yeah, there's a third brother in this organization, so it's a really cool family business. And this uh, Crystal Rock Water Company, uh, that, was, that was a third-generation family business. You guys were not, not necessarily rookies getting into this work, right?
3: No, we, like Jack said, we grew up in the beverage business. We grew up from the ground up, so to speak. We did every aspect of the job in the water company, and uh Grew that to a sizable company. It was, like you said, third generation, started by our grandfather. And actually, uh, we just sold that business about a year ago.
1: So walk us through just starting building a craft distillery from scratch isn't an easy thing. You obviously had some experience in a similar industry, but talk more about the root of why you wanted to go down this path and why that was the right direction for the three of you to take.
4: Well, you know, the category interests us. We, we enjoyed fine spirits. Actually, our, our brother David was probably a little more knowledgeable on, on the age spirit side, the bourbon side of things. He had grown up uh, hunting and fishing and enjoyed reading vintage hunting and fishing novels. And by the end of every chapter, you're sitting by the fire drinking some obscure brand of whiskey. So David would uh, seek those out and enjoy them with his friends. And eventually we started enjoying those, those things with him. So, you know, just the opportunity to be again on the ground floor of an industry. Obviously, the liquor industry has been around for many, many years, but the craft distillery industry, you know, we, we grew up with the bottled water industry in its infancy, and to see this now being kind of a new segment of the liquor industry, an opportunity for entrepreneurs to bring uh, more interesting expressions of the different types of spirits forward, an opportunity for us to. To work with local farmers and bring their products uh, to market in a in- unique way in Connecticut, it, and, the, and the technical challenges, the business challenges were all appealing to us and really, really got us energized.
1: Tony, I like you. I know that you love this idea of this, of a boutique organization or this craft distillery in this case, and and that's what I love about these guys. And and they're unique, I think, even in that space. And we're going to get into that more into that in a second. But what is it about these guys that that motivates you so much?
2: Well, as somebody that works in marketing and innovation and, you know, in terms of what my firm does, you know, it's just a real pleasure to work with folks that just are really passionate about what they do. And they're very kind of empowering to those that work around them, which is uh, just a wonderful thing to be able to be given uh, creative room to uh, kind of pursue things and give things a try. I met Jack through a Nonprofit educational program and we kind of hit it off and through that early relationship as the distillery was getting going he invited me to kind of help out with some of the branding and and uh they haven't been able to get rid of me since (laughs) but you know so we've been kind of collaborating together and i have to say the crystal rock uh, experience that you mentioned before is was just really a huge part for me in terms of feeling confident about these guys are doing because they have all the experience jack has built manufacturing plants several times in in the northeast corner of the country and they know what they're doing they know how to manufacture and deliver liquid in a bottle so that experience just sets them ahead from a lot of other craft spirits manufacturers that are getting started that don't have nearly as much direct experience so through the team that they've built and with all their capabilities and expertise, it's just really keeps gaining a lot of momentum and it's been a lot of fun working with them.
1: Yeah, no, there's a lot of uh, craft distillers, a lot of craft brewers out there that I think are more hobbyists, you know? And so these guys have a true professionalism, a true real experience that really makes a big, big difference in, in how they bring product to market. So, Jack and Peter, I mentioned at the top of the show that you have just started distributing in Illinois. We're going to get into that more detail in a second. But I'm sure those listening are saying, all right, well, what are these guys actually? What products do they bring to market? There's the obvious, I mean, the gins and the vodkas and bourbon, bourbon whiskey, all that. But walk us through some of the product line.
3: So um, basically, we are a bourbon house and we make a few different variations of bourbon. We have some flavored bourbons, uh, vanilla, cinnamon, coffee, and maple syrup flavored. But primarily, our straight bourbon whiskey is our flagship. We've just been distilling here now a little over four years, and we're coming to market with our three-year straight bourbon whiskey, 92 proof. As I said, it's our flagship. But a lot of the flavored bourbons are, are nice to add to our product line. They work well with people trying to make specialty cocktails, and they also sort of help people that are curious about the bourbon category to ease their way into the bourbon by having a little bit of flavoring in it. And we just use all natural flavors with all of our Flavored bourbons, and we do have the vodka and the gin lines. Our vodka and gin is 100% corn based, and we do some seasonal vodkas that we flavor with fruit that's grown by uh, local farmers here in the Connecticut region.
0: Tony, do you have a
3: favorite? <laughs>
2: oh. oh, It's hard to say uh, what my favorite is, but the cast strength version of their straight bourbon is just out of this world. It's just full of flavor. Recently won a double gold medal from the 50 best out of New York City. And it's just a real delicious spirit. Yeah, no, I remember reading about that award. So,
1: I mean, those listening probably have some familiarity with how you actually distill and come up with these great bourbons and gins and vodkas and all that. But walk us through, there's, there's probably a nuance to how Litchfield does it. There's probably some sort of a, a unique philosophy and approach to creating exceptional spirits. So what, what's a little bit different about your approach that we should really seek to understand?
4: I'm not sure what other distilleries do. You know, I know what what we put into it. You know, working closely with our farmer, Connecticut grows great grains. So the terroir of uh, Connecticut field crops, our corn and our rye are from a farm like 18 miles away. And the system that we've put together here is world-class equipment. So we bought the best there was in the market to start with. And we're very careful about all our procedures and to, to get the consistency of the product that everybody's liking. One of the things that a a small craft distiller does is just really engineer to quality rather than quantity. And one of those main aspects is how we distill. On a still, there's, there's three main phases of distillation, heads, hearts, and tails. Things that boil before alcohol, alcohol boiling temperatures, which is going to be the product. And things that boil at higher temperatures, and making those separations in a way that's that's really clean, and so you're extracting just the best flavor. And at the same time, we do what's called slow distillation. Rather than turn our spills on ten and and get through the product as fast as we can, we run it at the bare minimum of temperature just to keep it boiling as you're depleting the. High of alcohol, you need a higher and higher temperature. Some people would set it on the highest temperature needed to get to a batch. We watch it closely all day. It's just maybe a pencil stream of, of bourbon or vodka or whatever we're making. And we just add enough steam pressure, just enough to keep it boiling, which really gives us a really nice contact time with copper, vapors connecting with copper in the still That neutralizes acidity. It allows us to make really tight heads, hearts, and tail cuts.
1: Well, I love this idea of the slow distillation. I mean, that seems to me to be a careful, it's a slow process. It, you, know, you could go faster, I suspect, and produce more product, but that's not the point, and that's not what you're about. And I love this notion of sourcing ingredients from local farmers. I mean, why is that so important?
4: Well, I mean, you know, the the whole local thing makes a lot of sense and a lot of reasons. Obviously, we want to support our local economies, our local farmers. In Connecticut, you know, farms are disappearing, and when you can bring some revenue to a local farm and help them keep their their, their fields filled. Field. that's the, that's something we're proud about as well. The corn we get, you know, our, our mash bill is 70% corn, 25% rye, 5% barley. So they were a farm that grew corn, and when we needed rye for the bourbon, they planted 60 acres of rye, and that's been growing. So we brought a crop back to northwest Connecticut that hadn't been grown here in a long
2: time. And our two uh, now Line Rock Farms... Uh, largest client of corn?
4: We are. I, I think we probably consume more field crops in Northwest Connecticut than anybody else for human consumption.
1: Yeah. To me, that adds a lot of humanity to the story. And and I love the notion that that's so important to you guys. And you could get product and ingredients from probably most anywhere, but I love the fact that you're supporting the local community. That just adds a lot more oomph to this story. I, I really love that. But Tony, what They're not just distillers making bourbon. I mean, these guys, there's more to this story than just making a vodka or a gin or a bourbon. I mean, they're building building a brand too. I'm just curious as Tony, why do you think that's so important to to this story?
2: Well, I think that was one of the things that just made it a real fun to work together in this collaboration with these guys is that they understood that the power of branding and the power of building a brand. And so as the business got started, we were always conscious that it could grow and it could grow outside of Connecticut and it could grow outside of New England. And at some point along the way, the fact that we distill from Connecticut grains might not be the most provocative concept for somebody in another state. So that's where the power of the branding comes in. And as I was getting to know the Baker family, it just became very apparent right away that these guys walk the talk when it comes to doing the hard work. They want to do the hard work to be great. And they roll up their sleeves and you'll find these guys doing just about anything from mopping the floors to traveling across the region to sample at events personally. So the whole brand is being built around honoring effort, resilience, grit and determination. And that's all kind of built into the spirit of hard work. And so, as we come into Illinois, that's really what we're trying to kind of connect with people in a a new market is that we're trying to be a brand that folks can call after a hard day's work, after accomplishing something uh, that they've worked hard. Uh, Maybe they've failed along the way, but they've gotten through to the other side. We're a brand that celebrates all that work. And the consumer can see evidence of Litchfield Distillery's hard work and almost in every bottle. Every bottle is. Hand dipped and waxed. Every bottle is hand signed that they ship out. Some of the flavored bourbons, like the vanilla bourbon and the cinnamon bourbon, they the vanilla bourbon has a Madagascar vanilla bean placed inside each bottle. Uh, The cinnamon bourbon has a cinnamon stick placed in each bottle. That's all done by hand. So they take care to do things right, and that's it's just really appealing when you find a brand that's very authentic in that in that manner.
1: Jack and Peter, or I guess I should just start calling you the Batchers. That's sort of what you're known as in the industry. I mean, the spirit of hard work, which is what was so appealing to me. Now, it was a cool story when I thought you were going to be selling to the local Connecticut market, but you've gone national now. Again, we're going to get into that in a second. But what does the spirit of, of hard work mean to you guys?
3: Well, I think growing up in the family business on the water side, again, like I said before, we pretty much did every aspect of the job at Crystal Rock from sweeping floors, as Tony pointed out, to putting machinery together and putting water in the bottle and, and figuring out uh, the marketing aspects, the sales aspects, and we did full distribution. So to be able to come over to uh, start up a new venture like this and have that kind of background and history behind us was very important. But but more important, I think, is the Crystal Rock brand here on the water side was synonymous with the Baker family name. And I think to Tony's point about the branding here at, at the Litchfield Distillery, you know, again, in, in Connecticut for sure, it's synonymous with the Baker name again. So you know whether it doesn't say Baker on it or not, every bottle's got our name on it when it goes out the door. So getting back to how Jack was describing the distillation process and Tony describing the spirit of our work that was instilled in us by our father through uh, growing up in the water business, I think it's a pretty cool thing that we've all three of us come back together to uh, start this business up and get it up and off the ground and running.
1: No, that's a very very cool thing. I mean, Tony, I, I don't know about you, but I've looked at literally thousands and thousands of corporate and business websites and. Most of them don't have the Batcher's manifesto on the site. Why does that matter? Why is communicating that sort of a manifesto and this mission and purpose and how and why we're, we're going to very intentionally
2: move forward? Why does that matter? Well, I think we want to demonstrate to consumers that we really mean it. We mean what we say. And that's built into the manifesto. In the manifesto, you'll read things like, you know, do it right or don't do it at all. And the manifesto is really the baker's commitment to not just the spirit of hard work, but really just putting everything they've got into every bottle. And so that when the consumers have a huge range of choices to make in spirits, of beer and wine. So what we're trying to do is really connect with people that value the same values and Connect with people on that level, which is why you know one example of beyond the manifesto is we we have a, a fairly new blog series called Mixology Spirit, and in that blog series we highlight mixologists in the region that are doing really kind of interesting and creative things, and we tell their story because at the end of the day, who's working harder than a bartender slinging bottles at two a.m. in the morning? So we're we're trying to honor bartenders and mixologists for their creativity and hard work, and this. There's just a whole bunch of avenues where we can celebrate, you know, everybody's effort and celebrate along the way. Well, Jack,
1: Peter, I mean, it's one thing to have fancy marketing language on a website. It's another thing to live up to that. So how are you culturally, how are you building this culture within Litchfield Distillery to actually hone, to own up and, and truly live those words?
4: I think everybody that works here, you know, that saying that, that is contagious. And if those are our actions, that's contagious as well. You know, one of us is usually here by six o'clock in the morning, if not all of us. And we're doing everything from weighing out the grains, to doing the mashing, to getting the still going, to cleaning up, to greeting customers. And it's it's all fun. Hard work is fun and rewarding in the long run. So I I think the example that, that was given to us by our father, that we have, uh, that is how we were brought up and just the, the way we go about our day. So it's... Uh, it's just what happens here. We just work hard as we can to produce the best product we can, and we hope uh, it's enjoyed by other people that work hard.
1: Well, me thinks that it is, and it will be, certainly as you're going national. So I've been teasing uh, this discussion the whole uh, broadcast long that we're going to talk about your national distribution now, and you're launching it into Illinois. So let's talk about that. So you recently made this decision. This is a big deal. This is, it's exciting, and you would you would, it's always a, a goal of any organization perhaps to to grow and, and become a national brand. But it's a, it, it can be intimidating, it can be scary, and, and there's risks with that. So what was the driver behind why you made this decision to do that? And then, I guess, follow it up in saying, why Illinois? Huh.
3: Well, I think because of the branding we talked about before and some of the recognition we've achieved so far, that we were actually contacted by the group in Illinois to see if they could uh, bring our products on back last fall sometime.
1: All right. So that, that that distributor here in Illinois is Big Fish Spirits. So tell us a bit about that partnership.
3: So actually, they buy through a distributor that we have to ship to in Illinois, but uh, Big Fish is a, is basically an e-commerce site for in Illinois customers, and they have a, a great website, and they kind of pride themselves on finding high-quality craft spirits to market on their website.
2: And Peter, it's uh, anybody that visits the site and purchases uh, a big fish will ship anywhere throughout the state is that right
3: yeah they ship anywhere in Illinois they they're kind of like a, a value-added proposition they repackage the spirits that they ship in some very nice decorative boxes that could be gift boxes or such and they and they can deliver basically in 24 hours pretty much anywhere in Illinois so it's a little bit of a value added and you can do some shopping for a lot of fine spirits on their website
1: and that website is bfspirits.com. That's bfspirits.com. So, Peter, I mean, are people going to be able to get the entire product line or are there just a specific few bottles that are available here in Illinois? Or how does that work?
3: Yeah, they didn't take our whole line on yet, but they took our major sellers. And I think as we build uh, with them and they, you know, we do some cross branding and things on social media that Tony works with them on. So, you know, once the, we get rolling with them, I'm, I'm sure they're going to bring some other products
2: on. Well, let me interject here for a second, because I think Peter's being a little modest. Uh, Big Fish is actually carrying nine of Litchfield Distillery's products. Uh, eight of those are bourbons, including the flagship straight bourbons that we discussed, and some wonderful flavored vodkas as well as their 10-year double-barrel bourbon. And they do have one of the clear spirits from Litchfield Distillery, and that's their award-winning vodka. So it's a nice offering, and, and I believe through the End of April, uh, Big Fish customers can enjoy 10% discount on the Shield Distillery products to the end of
1: the month. 10% discount. I'm writing that down right now so that I take full advantage of that. That's great stuff. So, uh, Jack, let me ask you I mean, this is, as I mentioned a second ago, this is a big deal. I mean, this is kind of the first foray outside of Connecticut. Uh, What's the longer term vision here? I mean, I imagine you're considering going in in other markets as well. And and what are you going to continue to do? to maintain the integrity of the product and the brand as you continue to expand nationally?
4: Well, yeah, the big fish relationship is a first step in making sure that we have the bandwidth to support, you know, locations that aren't, you know, within driving distance of the distillery. We're in Connecticut and the surrounding states, which has been comfortable for us to go to a market where we're not as known and to be able to support that market. So this is just for us to get our feet wet in that. We are getting calls from a lot of other states, we could expand a little bit faster, but we'd rather walk and do it right and make sure we're supporting the, the people who have taken this on and the product in those locations before we move on to the next one. But this will be a, a fun experience for us. Uh, Big Fish has been great to work with, very excited about our products, and we're excited about their excitement for our products. So we're going to give this one a go, and we have some others that we do have queued up. Uh, we're not going to uh, mention them right now. just want to make sure they go through first. But, yeah, we have a lot of opportunities to expand. It's very exciting. And we just don't want the allure of that excitement to have us grow too fast without the experience of supporting uh, big fish and whatever happens next.
1: All right. Well, Jack, before we close here, I mean, you you hinted at it earlier in the conversation, but this is an award-winning distiller, craft distillery here. So this has been recognized by the experts. This isn't just some little hobby that you guys are doing. This, you're getting industry recognition here.
4: Yeah, you know. The rewards have been uh, very rewarding. So we, we have won, won gold medals on, on both coasts, both the uh, New York International Spirit Competition and San Francisco International Spirit Competition and a, and a few in between. And Obviously, that's gratifying to be recognized by industry experts. And you know, we know that our, our consumers find that reassuring and affirming that, that we're producing great quality spirits.
1: Outstanding. Well, I uh, uh, I think I can speak on behalf of Tony, but we congratulate you on this uh, new expansion into the state of Illinois, and excited to see how that unfolds, and more excited to see where the next steps take you. And it's going to be fun to watch, and it's a it's a great story as it is, and as it grows, and uh, the reputation of not only Litchfield but the Baker family uh, grows national. It's going to be fun to watch. So congratulations on that, uh, Jack. Before I let you all go, should anyone need to contact. Litchfield Distillery to learn more and get more of the, of the story of the company? Uh, where do they go?
4: Well, they could just Google Litchfield Distillery. We pop up uh, right on top of the list, obviously. That's an easy one if you just want to look at our website and get some information. We have a, a very active Facebook page. Tony's done a great job uh, telling our story along with us uh, on that Facebook page. You know, we pick up the phone when people call. So, welcome to Call the Distillery anytime. I'm Jay Baker at LitchfieldDistillery.com. Peter's D. Baker at Litchfield Distillery. Davis D. Baker at Litchfield Distillery. We answer our emails. If you forget those names, info at Litchfield Distillery. We're usually pretty good at getting back to people uh, within an hour or at least within the same day. So, we, we, you know, we really appreciate hearing from the customers, hearing what they think about our products and answering any questions that will help them uh, make a decision.
1: Outstanding. And if you're like me and a resident of Illinois and I'm going to order a bunch of this product, go to bfspirits.com. That's bfspirits.com. Tony, before we close, pal, now I understand why you so much love this organization.
2: Yeah, I'm excited, just as you said, to see uh, where it all goes. And I look forward to one day, Todd, having a a nice uh, Lichfield Distillery cocktail in person with you.
1: I look forward to that in a big, big way. All right, gentlemen, that's all the time we have for today. Again, on behalf of my co-host, Tony Vengrove, and our guests the partners and co-founders behind Litchfield Distillery, Jack and Peter Baker. Once again, Jack, Peter, it was great to have you. Thanks for making time to join us.
3: Thanks, Tony. Thanks for
1: having us. All right. All the time we have for today, again, on behalf of our guests, Jack and Peter Baker, I am Todd Schnick, along with Tony Vengrove, signing off from today. We'll see you again soon on the Intrepid Way podcast.
0: Thank you for paying attention to today's conversation. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and most podcast apps by searching for The Intrepid Way. And to support our work, we would certainly appreciate a rating and review. To learn more, check out toddschnick.com. That's T O D D S C H N I C K.com. We'll see you next time.